0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Intelligence for Life, the podcast. I am Gib Gerard, right next to the one and the only John Tesh. How are you? Uh, uh, My wife would say, thank God, there's only one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, that would make her life a little crazy. Hey, uh, why don't we tell the... uh, You know, I think people would be interested in this because I think it makes you a very... I think it's it's one of the better sides of you. Uh, You are getting ready to go. Do what tomorrow? Because we're gonna we're gonna do some concerts. You can find those at TeshMusic.com if you're interested in seeing us live. Uh, uh, we're in Newberry, South Carolina, and Franklin, Tennessee, in in the next few days. But most importantly, what are you gonna go do? Yeah,
1: you you have you're convinced that I might be a nice guy. I, I, this I is such a this, this
0: is such a nice thing, and I and I'm so proud of you for doing
1: it. You have to understand that um, before. I, we, we, we nice tease, by the way. Um, before I tell you, uh, tell everybody. I spent most of my life really just thinking about myself, you know, and you're a much different person than I am. I, I left my house when I got kicked out of my house, actually when I was uh, 20 um, and still in college. Uh, and I just sort of never looked back, you know, and, and I went, I I'd visit my parents on um, on holidays and things like that, but I was just never, wasn't really a you know, family per- person. You're the exact opposite. But I got to the point where, when I got older and I went through some health challenges and stuff, I just, I don't have a, I'm the youngest member of my family. And so a lot of my aunts and uncles, my mom and dad, my sisters, mm-hmm. they're all gone. Mm-hmm. You know. And so my 93-year-old aunt, Aunt Amogene, who, who sounds just like Aunt Amogene, she's uh, decided, okay, I'm selling my house and I want to get into a senior facility. So I called her up and said, hey, I'm going to be in town for this concert in Franklin. Uh, why, don't, why don't you show me around these senior homes because you haven't made the decision yet. And, um, I I expected, Oh, Oh my gosh, Johnny, that's a great idea. Come on, (laughs) come on, come on on, and help me out. And, uh, and instead it was, well, no, I'm, I'm good. I've got it all set up. I'm I'm on the list. I said, well, how far are you on the list? He said, well, I'm number five or. Number and one and like number three on the other one, but they they say that it'll uh, it'll shake out. She said shake out, which means somebody's gonna gonna die. die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or move to a more restrictive care facility. We don't want it to shake out for your friends there. Um, Yeah, exactly. So uh, so so I said I'm gonna come and I'll meet you at nine o'clock the day before the the concert and we'll go uh, and I'll I'll, 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 I want to meet. You Know the, the head of the, the executive director because we, you know, us as a family, yeah, you and me, uh, Gib and Connie, we know a lot about senior homes because of Connie's yeah. mom, you yeah, know, and we visit all of them. So she says, No, I, I, well, I don't want you to mess things up. <laughs> and I said, Um, okay, well, how would I mess things up? Well, don't do your John Tesh thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, What's that? And, and she's at this point,
0: the narrator says he was incapable <laughs> of not
1: doing the John Tesh thing. <laughs> Uh, anyway so I'm, I, 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 i'll probably just visit her right but uh, but you're you've been very kind to support I, I
0: think it's a really nice it's, it's no fun to go look at senior facilities and <laughs> yeah. it's and and and, and Amogene's hilarious and she's great to be around but you're a very busy guy and the fact that you're taking a day you have you know you're doing all the things you have to do in order to take a day off to go do this is is a very very nice thing and you'll never tell anybody about that so i thought everybody would like oh, you're, now, very, you're very very that kind, you did, yeah. you're doing this nice thing so i'm proud thanks, of
1: you thanks yeah and, and you know hey listen if you're uh, – she's, she's the oldest – the, there's nobody left. It's her in the Bunn family on my mom's side. And um, 93 years old. At 92, she had a hip replacement. and, um, and, and I'm going to call today international. Take your aunt to go look at Senior okay. Homes Day. Let's do that. Let's in do honor that. of yeah, this. Yeah. In honor of John and yeah, yeah, I. Don't, I think that's about all people can take of this. <laughs> Thank you very much for bringing it up. So what do we got today? Well, um, we're going to talk about binge watching. Uh, and and, I, and you're, you're an expert – at you, you're not going to. I'm an, an expert at binge watching. No, you're an expert at managing your time. You are. I've seen you do it, and um, you you find a time to 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 dig into shows that are. Uh, I mean, Gibb knows a lot. Of, this is the mutual admiration society. giving knows <laughs> a lot about about uh, TV shows from all the way back in the 1800s before there was TV. Um, and so he's very careful about the shows that he that he watches or binge, and or binge watches. I try to pick the good um, ones, and then he'll tell me, you know, okay, you need to watch Ozark, or you need to watch Game of Thrones. He's want to turn me on to Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but there, there's apparently a thing now, Gib, um, uh, and I was just reading about this called, uh, and folks at home uh, or in your car, it's called binge racing. Now it's when you watch an entire season of a show within 24 hours of its premiere. Oh yeah. Um, and you're saying, oh yeah, I don't see. I mean, I guess if you just aren't working or so, or on a weekend, you could do it. Why, right? Well, here's what here's what I do. I do most of my
0: binging in in a couple of different times. So first, when we travel, when we go travel to do shows, I will watch a lot of stuff on the airplane and in my hotel room during that time because it's right. like it's some of the only alone time i have three kids five right. and under. Right, i have yeah, no time no, yeah. i get up every morning and yeah, i go to the gym yeah, before yeah. they wake up yeah i don't watch a lot of stuff. you get a pass for all that stuff but the uh the other time when i watch and my wife is always like when are you watching these shows every other night one of us falls asleep putting the kids to bed right the nights when she falls asleep putting the kids to bed I put a show on and start doing things like practicing music or making lunches for the next day. So I'll get super into a show and then I'm hooked on it. I'll be, and now you can watch it anywhere. You can watch it on your iPad. You can watch yeah, it on your phone. You can watch it in, you know, wherever you are, you can watch it. So all of a sudden I'm watching the show on the treadmill the next morning because I watched three episodes of it last night while my wife was fell, falling asleep with the kids. That's how I get hooked on these shows. Yeah, yeah. And I have to hit it hard because if I let it languish, if I just, you know, stop halfway through a season, I'm never picking that up
1: again yeah. in my life. Yeah. Well, the, the amazing thing about these online companies like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon is that they have so much data on us, unlike you know the uh, the big three or big four TV networks. Yeah. So Netflix um, has come out and said 8.4 million subscribers have binge-raced a show, and the trend has increased 20-fold in the last three years. And so they have a list of the most binge-raced shows on Netflix right now. You want to hear them? Uh, absolutely. Okay, so number three is a show. I've seen this show pop up. But I I have no idea what it is. Uh, The Defenders, what is that?
0: The Defenders is like, uh, it's like the poor man's Avengers. So the Avengers is like the movie version. And then Defenders are some of the lesser Marvel characters that have gotten (laughs) together. You know, Iron Man and the Hulk, they're busy making films. This is like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Do they have
1: superpowers? They do. Uh, Uh, The Daredevil, Daredevil's in it. Oh, oh.
0: Uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage do. You love Jessica Jones. That's a great show. Uh, and then, and then now the Iron Fist, and they all team up and they fight
1: crime. So, what does the Iron Fist have? Just a big fist? Yeah, I, I'm not too clear
0: on that. That's that's uh, that's we're not gonna, as well we're, executed we're as some of the other ones. But it's
1: the number three binge raced show well, on Netflix. You watch Jessica Jones? I think I binge raced Jessica Jones. That was really good. If you wanted to torture me, I'm I'm going to offend some people here. You would make me watch a, a binge race uh, show number two on Netflix, which is Fuller House. You know, there's a big nostalgia effect.
0: I bet you a lot of people have that off, on in the background while they're doing other stuff uh-huh. because Full House. Full House. You were too old, but for a lot of us, it was it defined our childhoods. The the the, the TGIF lineup where we would watch all of those family friendly sitcoms uh, in the in the early nineties. You know, Full House, Family Matters. Remember those shows? They yeah, were huge.
1: Well, who was Step the- by Step? Who was the comedian? then were. Well, there were two comedians. Who was the comedian? Bob Saget's on Bob Saget, Full House yeah.
0: and uh, Dave Coulier. Those yeah. are two comics.
1: I'll never forget going to a, a comedy. I didn't that, know I knew this much about. Full that's House. good though. I, I went to a comedy and I remember Bob Saget from Funniest Home Videos and 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 Connie and I took Connie to the to the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles and we're sitting there and he was like the most disgusting comedian you've ever heard in your life. I think he he plays it on the flipped fa- out or something. Well, I think
0: he plays on the fact that he was a sitcom dad and there's literally nothing more innocent and pure than a half-hour sitcom dad there's something about that character that you you know you invite that they're just so likable and they're they're every man and then he plays on that at the at the at the comedy club by then telling dirty jokes because yeah, the, the well,
1: contrast is very funny it was, and it's it very, it was very crazy funny. it was crazy it was like kind of like let's get out of here uh the number one most binge raced show it's a show watched the whole season's watched in 24 hours Gilmore Girls a year in the life when it came out last year
0: yeah so when they when they bring back these old back, shows yeah. that's that's a huge deal because people people fall in love with these with these shows. I was in love I mean, I had a huge crush on Candace Cameron from Full House, so the fact that they're back that's a that's a big deal. And uh, and and Gilmore Girls was so popular with its core audience that of course it, once it's on you're not gonna you're not gonna risk it going away. You gotta watch it. It's so exciting to have it come back. Like if if uh, what's a what's a show from the '90s that I loved? I loved I loved ER. If ER came back, yeah. I would be all about it. Yeah. If Seinfeld came back, are you kidding me? I mean, curb your enthusiasms back. I watched that like crazy. So I'm I'm I get it. Uh, Will and Grace is back too. Yeah, yeah well, nice that's show. that's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. That was not And, how, and how
1: how ironic? I had a crush on your mother. For years. Uh, that's, I, don't, I don't see the irony in that. I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about binge racing. According to Netflix uh, VP Brian Wright, he says viewers get a sense of satisfaction from being the first to finish a show. It's happening a lot. There's eight, eight and a half million subscribers doing it uh, right now. Um, we're going to switch uh, gears here. I first. love your broadcasting bona fides where you do a hard reset on a podcast. <laughs> People listen to this linearly; they know what we're talking about. All right, keep going. Hey, listen. So, so let's get into the let's get into the business of podcasting. Those of you who are thinking about doing a podcast, or you're thinking about doing the Olympic Games, there is a thing they called the hard reset, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is basically, and uh, we used to do it. I learned how to do it in the in the Olympic Games there there are there's a whole bunch of stuff has happened right you're like so let's say we're talking about the whole the binge racing thing and we and we're, you just started paying attention two thirds <laughs> of the way through the through, through the piece it's always nice to sort of wrap it up and let people know what you're talking about to try and do it that wasn't very eloquent no, that's good why good play by play guys like you you do it
0: very naturally some yeah, people yeah, do yeah, it yeah, if yeah. you've just joined us they'll they'll put a thing in there that was very natural you're gonna give you, me do you
1: know the easiest way the easiest place to do that to do a hard reset right um, and it's basically letting people know what the score is, letting people know, um, uh, 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 you know, who's who's in the lead, right? Mm-hmm. Who has the most points? Uh, who who has the chance to challenge uh, that person? And, and maybe why that person, why the top three people have a reason why they they need to win. It's so easy when you're doing. Uh, the gymnastics right mm-hmm. um, at the at the Olympics or the world Championships or, or speed skating or something like ski flying because nobody knows who the heck these people oh, yeah, are yeah. right but when you're doing baseball it's really hard for an announcer because if the announcer starts giving you know biomaterial mm-hmm. on uh, on Kershaw right uh, it's people are like what are you talking about or if he even mentions the score well because the, because now there's all this this stuff on the screen yeah there's all this electronics and you got your smartphone in front of you. If, if the, if the, sure, doesn't have anything to talk about anymore. I like though
0: they do it still. And I actually like it. We'll, 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 stop talking about the hard reset in a second, but the, we, I actually like it. They, the baseball announcers for the Dodgers on the radio. I love listening to the games on the radio. Cause apparently I'm an old soul. I love having it on in the background. I love listening to it. They will give the sum, summary of the inning. they will be you know, no hits, nobody on, uh, three outs. And, and you know, uh, nothing, one nothing Dodgers as they go to commercial, they'll, they'll give like what happened in the inning, the, the keys of the inning, and the score. and They go into the commercial. I love that. I love the hard reset in baseball. It reorients me before I listen to commercials. Okay,
1: so before we leave this whole thing, I'm going to give you a. Con- you already know this story, but I'm going to give the people listening uh, a, a conversation starter. So you all know, everybody knows Al Michaels, right? Because he's done does Monday night Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, you know Saturday afternoon football, everything, uh, and baseball. But he started uh, in a family. Of people, um, uh, D- uh, David Michaels is his brother, and so you have Al Michaels and uh, and Megan Michaels, who's who's Al's, uh, I'm sorry, who's uh, David's daughter was one of the big producers. Sounds like on a, a boring version of I the Kardashians know, on American Idol. Uh, and then Jay Michaels was ran ICM. Now ICM is like one of the biggest agencies in the world for sports uh, uh, athletes. So what what happened when they were kids when David? And Al were kids. And I, I'll tell you in a minute, I used to work with uh, with Al. He was my producer on, on the, on the David, Olympics. David. Did was I the say person. Al? Okay, oh, yeah. David. Sorry. So um, David and his dad, Jay, would play ping pong for hours in their basement. And Al, as a little kid, would sit on a stool and do play-by-play of the ping pong. That's how you do it. And, you know, and just for hours and hours and hours. And then when I was talking to him one day, because we had dinner several times, you know, he d- used to do Hawaii, Hawaiian baseball, right? And uh, before he came a big cheese, and he um, he, would, uh, he would he would he uh, would take a Betamax, and he would record all of the baseball games with, and then take the sound off, and then he would do the play by play without hearing somebody else. Doing that's play. awesome. And that's really how you learn how to be an announcer is emulating somebody else. I, can we just? for a second talk about how
0: much i can't stand al michael's there's a lot of broadcasters out there what that i think he's an amazingly talented guy but they have to move to all of these like very cold climates and these tiny markets as they work their way up to national he got to go and be the Hawaiian oh, local guy. Okay, okay, okay. So he goes from, you know, most people, they go, it's like it's like middle of nowhere, Arizona, to middle of nowhere, Ohio, and eventually they get to be like Cincinnati, and then they get picked up by National. But no, Al goes out and he does Hawaiian baseball. So if his career stagnates, he's stuck watching baseball games in Hawaii, which, by the way, sounds like the perfect way to live my life. Yeah.
1: You know, we, we need to interview. Uh, 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 well, you we could interview Al and and David together. We need to interview David, right? Done, uh, because he was my producer on the on Tour de France, and he produced a, a Red Rocks, and I, I think that would be um, a lot of fun. Let's um, let's uh, let's jump over this next piece and 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 talk about uh, relationships. Okay, so this is a, a piece from Indiana University. They did some research, and here's the scenario. Okay. Uh, we've all fallen hard for somebody. Let's say you're falling hard for somebody. Do you, in these days, today, do you send them a lovey-dovey voice message or do you send them a lovey-dovey email? So the research says, go for the email. And here's why. Uh, the researchers from Indiana found that we're more likely to express our true feelings in emails and use more romantic language than if we're speaking with somebody or leaving a message. It's because y- you get shy when you're saying how you really feel out loud and you can't erase that thing once you <laughs> once you leave the message in an email. You can just get. You can pull out all kinds of Shakespearean stuff. You can you can you can edit it until it's perfect. You can you can quote uh, the Hamilton musical. Uh, emails are also uh, uh, clear and more straightforward declarations of, of love. So they're saying with their research. I believe they researches. They're saying that their research is telling them that you should go for not the voicemail but the email.
0: That's if you're a good editor. I'm more of a wing it kind of guy when it comes to everything. So I'm not going to be great at the email. I'm going to send the first draft and just be like, I right, send. Because I'm, I'm not a great editor. That,
1: you know, it's interesting. That is, that is you. It's like I can bring Gib into a, a, an advertisement. And advertisers don't, uh, don't pay attention to this. But I can bring him into an advertising meeting, not tell him who the advertisers are. And he'll come in there and he'll wing it and we'll end up getting all this business for the, for, for the radio show. For me, I'm home rehearsing and writing rap tunes and, and stuff. So I'm definitely the sonic guy. And I was like that with your mother. I, yeah. you know, I used to write her letters, handwritten letters like crazy.
0: You know, it, this might be moot. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's it's not cool anymore. The people, the young people, are not expressing feelings anymore. In fact, there's that right? There's like pop songs about catching feelings. Catching feelings is like a is a, it's a negative thing now. People don't really want to they they want to just casually date or casually kind of see each other. And people don't really they don't couple up in the same way that they used to. There is no more declarations of love. There's the wooing is very different now. It's more sarcastic comments on Tinder until somebody <laughs> agrees to meet you.
1: Um, well, speaking of today, uh, and and the people who are who are populating the universe, in, and certainly in North America today, it would be millennials, age eighteen to thirty four, and you're a Gen Xer, you're a little older than a millennial. I am right between. Just, I'm right on yeah. the cusp. Right, um, they're apparently. It's interesting how we're tra- you know they used to track the baby boomers, and now they're, they're tracking us right into the senior home, uh-huh. right? But there are um, – and by the way, watch, um, watch the NBC Nightly News with Lester, Lester Holt. You can see what the demographic is watching that show. I mean, it is every drug. You, uh, you can possibly – Xarelto, Capelto, Namelto. I mean, all because of them. Because it's all now. boomers watching, oh, and right? you guys are aging. Ah, yeah. Oh, are you, do you have like, problems with your bladder? Yeah. Yes! Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, How do f- they know? <laughs> there are a few things millennials – are not into compared to older generations, this is not according to me. this is a list according to Morgan Stanley analyst Kimberly Greenberger, so you know that Kimberly and the folks at Morgan Stanley have a lot of data so i 'll go through these one at a time, Gib, and then you can let me know and And you know what you have a friend who's actually in this a close friend who's in this business so about of what i 'm about to say they 're not into golf, so yeah. they're, they're far more into fitness trends that take an hour or less, like soul cycle. Pure bar with Primitive or CrossFit, uh, than they are spending four hours playing around a golf.
0: Golf is really time consuming, and to have an entire, it does take half a day at least. And you, and it's expensive, and and it, you're not very good at it. My buddy has, (laughs) as a a rule, as a rule, nobody's good at it until you spent, you know, until you spent ten thousand hours playing, swinging, and hitting a little white ball into a hole and feeling like a moron. That's how long it takes before you finally don't hate yourself every time you play golf. People don't really want to do that anymore. They'd rather at least get a six pack while they're hating themselves. Right? That's that's (laughs) the benefit of of CrossFit. So, but my buddy has created a program. It's it's in a casino in Vegas. And it's like, uh, imagine if the hippest bowling alley was actually a driving range, but also you could play any course in the world. So he's got this interactive golf company. That's Oh, that, yeah, well, that's not really golf, though. That's cool. I it's mean, like you you yeah. sit there, you have cocktails and food. It's like a live golf act. Right, and if one of you doesn't want to play, you're all just kind of sitting uh, in a yeah, lounge. That's cool. So it, it's a very it's a way of modernizing the golf experience, and then you can translate those Let's skills. give him a shout-out. What's it called? Golf Stream. It's at the MGM Ooh, in Vegas, if, if you guys cool. want to check it out. That's really cool. Uh, Samir is his name. Tell him I sent you, and uh, I'm sure he'll hook you up with a with a free round of golf or something. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But my point is, finding ways to get rid of that barrier of entry of people being terrible at the game. Uh, because once you, if you have a good group of guys, it's really fun. You know, it, I know it's a, you don't like it, and I, I go more often than you do. You, go, you get a good group of guys. You go out for you know a few hours on a Saturday morning. It can be really fun. I think I would some. like.
1: I think I would like it now. I do. But I you're
0: do. but you're going to be bad at it for so long I that know. it's hard to really I justify. I know.
1: Well, in, in a future podcast, we'll talk about the last golf game I played. It was with um, Mickey Mantle. Oh, I'm sure he was great with that golden swing. He was just. He was so drunk. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just put it out there, but he was having a good That's time. That's the whole story. There's really... No- <laughs> the whole... Yeah, we, we don't have to do it in the future podcast. Um, so millennials, what we're talking about is this list from Morgan. Here's a strong reset, weak reset. Morgan Stanley analyst Kimberly Greenberger is, uh, has found what millennials are not into. They're not into... Um, Transportation, like um, uh, uh, self transportation, like motorcycles and cars. No. They'd rather use a rideshare app like Uber. Good on them, too. I think that's, I, I mean, that's, a car is really expensive with all the insurance and everything.
0: Well, that. And, and you know what's really interesting about cars? You know, I don't think about it, but it, somebody was telling me about this with, when it comes to automated cars. You're paying for 24 hours a day of using a car, right? With a lease or with uh, owning a car and with insurance and everything. You can ride. You can drive that car twenty four hours a day. If you're not driving the car twenty four hours a day, you're literally losing money because you're spending money to insure the car. You really only drive it maybe ten percent of the time that you own it. Yeah, you're only actually. That's really interesting look at it the that time. way. So millennials are looking at big expenses. The, you know uh, salaries are not what they once were relative to the consumer price index. So people have to try to find ways to prioritize and living in urban centers where they can walk or using these rideshare apps where they only use cars when they absolutely need them makes that doable. And, and good, good on people that are able to do that. For <laughs> those of us
1: that have kids, it's really impossible. But hey, those, for those of us who have decided that we're Australian, we're just going to keep saying ya. good on you. Good on you, mate. Uh, what, and,
0: and, and it'll, it'll help, it'll help uh, cities make more public transportation and, and public transportation yeah, in you're infrastructure.
1: Right. You're right. And one more thing millennials aren't into, according to Morgan Stanley analyst, uh, football. So viewership yeah. for, I was surprised at this. Viewership for both college and program games are down. Uh, it could be that millennials uh, have cut the cord, cable TV and satellite. So they may not be watching at home, they may be watching at a bar or with a group of friends. Yeah. And and that's the other thing that I'm seeing millennials because we were just out watching the uh, your your Dodgers and we were in a uh, we were in a sports bar and I don't go to a lot of those but it, the, the communal table is something the millennials like. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Back in my day, you would never sit with you know, 12 other people. No, but it's a really fun way to enjoy restaurants
0: is to, is to sit. The, the problem is if a big group has most of the communal table and you're like one of two people on the far end of it, <laughs> yeah. that's not as good. But if, in general, it's a great way to meet people because we live in a very isolated time where people can do so much from, the, from their homes that they actually don't socialize as much. So forcing socialization in the few places where we actually leave the house is, is, is pretty great. My friends from high school and I were all big Dodgers fans. We text literally all game long. I'm sure we have this group chat, yeah, yeah. and it is constant. And it is our way of staying in so We don't even need to go to a high school reunion because we talk every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do the same thing uh, as a family. We have that group text. Where yeah. We're talking about yeah. when your kids are having a bowel movement and stuff like that. Well, that's I mean, that's uh, important. All the news that's fit to print. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of there, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, new books out uh, about happiness now. Martin mm-hmm. Martin Seligman. Is a guy who's been on our show and been on on, on uh, Connie's show a lot. He talks a lot about optimism, learned optimism. Uh, there are, there are many studies, and they sort of began with uh, the road less traveled with M. Scott Peck. Uh, Doctor Peck was uh, was really uh, instrumental in talking about delayed gratification. But now there's a new book out by Dan Butner that uh, that he he put together the research with. Uh, National Geographic. And I, I recommend just, just search his name. He's the original Blue Zones guy. Mm. Um, and, and now uh, they're studying happiness in Sweden. So if, if Why you wa- not? if you want to be really happy, you can do what the Swedes do. And we're going to give an going to outline that for you. Buy so-
0: prefabricated furniture you have to put together yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Done. So Lagom, L-A-G-O-M. Uh, and that's a Swedish term that roughly translates to just right, as in not too little, not too much. It's, but- it's Swedish for Goldilocks. But just, yes, just enough to feel perfectly balanced and happy. Here's how to add La Lagom to your life without moving to Sweden. And by the way, I did move to Sweden for a year, and I heard nothing about this. People didn't seem very happy, but now they figured it out. <laughs> so number one is plan a daily morning dip or, 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 or slash uh, shower. So in Sweden, it's customary for people to wake up, march right down to the nearest shore. And I can tell you, this happened every time I was there. And jump in the water for a morgendop. A Morgendop is a morning swim, and there's no water that exists in Sweden, especially where I was in Lapland, that is that is uh, warmer than 50 degrees. No, even no, just that's a, cold. Even just a few seconds of swimming helps jumpstart your heart rate and helps focus your brain, especially if the water is ice cold. Um, and research shows you can get uh, similar results by ending every shower with a blast of water as cold as you can tolerate. So that's number one, is go for a Morgan Dopp, a that's, dip in the cold.
0: That's not something I would ever—I mean, we we do— we do a lot of crazy things from the show, but that is not something I want to do. I mean, that's just way too cool. Would you, you have do to it? do that. We have to. I mean, you got to test this out for the
1: folks who are listening.
0: What I would do is I, you, there's those Korean spas where you can where you go into the cold water, but then you go back into the hot water. That I would do. <laughs> yeah. But this idea of just waking, starting my day of like, all right, jump in the cold. I say that. And as I'm saying that, I realize what surfing is. And I used yes. to get up every morning and yeah. go surfing. Yeah. So I guess technically I've done it, but I put on a wetsuit and yeah. I, went, I went to ride the waves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I jump in the cold water for the activity of surfing. I wouldn't just do it just
1: to do it, though. Do you remember uh, a couple of months ago after after my last chemo when we were at the beach
0: yes. and I wanted
1: to go in the water and, and uh, I, I couldn't find my wetsuit? So I ordered a wetsuit online on Amazon. Uh-huh. And 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 I just thought a wetsuit was an extra large wetsuit was like yeah. I couldn't bend my legs or no. my arms. So you got like a serious diving wetsuit for like, diving like in for, like like diver Dan would use. Yes, right? no, For, for six hundred feet below the surface. It
0: was for being in California water under the water like forty feet under. I was
1: sweating my butt
0: off. It I mean, was, was so it, hot. It's a it was a very thick suit. <laughs> it was a, I was I was not wearing a wetsuit and I was fine. You were wearing a seven millimeter wetsuit. You couldn't move. It looked like it, it was awful. Yeah. The
1: nice thing is that when you fell in, you were very buoyant yeah if there had been if there had been a tsunami I would have just been the guy laying there on the, you would have on the shore su- you
0: totally survived you would have made it all the way <laughs> yeah. you'd just be you'd be floating in the Indian Ocean right now <laughs> But if you wear the wetsuit, you're
1: getting rid of all of the benefits of the Dop. Okay, nice going. You brought us back to yep. uh, to reality. So uh, happiness, according to Swedes, the first thing is the Dop or the morning cold swim. And if you're not near cold uh, a cold lake or something like that, then make sure that you... And you, you know the Swedes are famous. You've mentioned this for cutting holes in the water and coming out of the sauna and jumping in there. Yep. Cutting holes in the ice. In the ice, ice. yes. Yeah. We- so here's another way to achieve la gomme or balance in your life, happiness in your life. Oh my gosh, we're talking about this again, and and you, I know you truly believe in this, but the Swedes have now said this is the pathway to happiness. It's to simplify your wardrobe. Psychologist Dr. Kit now says the average North American wears only twenty percent of the clothes in their closet. Guilty. True. In Sweden, the average is closer to a hundred percent because most people only have a few basic outfits. They mix and match. Uh, it'll save you from daily decision making. And uh, and uh, Dr. Kit Yarrow says. It eats up five months over the average woman's lifetime just trying to decide what I mean, you're going
0: to wear. It looks, lots of great thinkers had one outfit, and they would just rotate through that one outfit. Tell I, us, Gib. Einstein, who yes, Steve Jobs. Yep. Uh, I mean, you, you have a lot of options, but you really wear, you wear the same style. You have, you, know, you have your athleisure wear T-shirts, your athleisure wear shorts, and your athleisure wear pants. If you're not going
1: on stage, that's all you wear. Which I, I have a serious problem with... I, I, I'm I afraid something's going to break or something's going to take it away from me. So I have like six laptops that do the same thing.
0: So, but it's important... Well, it, I think part of that comes to the fact that you are giant. You have a hard time finding clothes that fit and clothes change from season to season. So if you find something that fits you, you end up buying a lot of those clothes. And you also have a very specific workflow when it comes to your music. You've been using digital synthesizers since before they were cool. So you need to have them because... That's how you write your music, and you're used to them crashing way more than they normally do. I yeah, think you've, you're sure. like a depression era person, you know, who won't throw anything away. That's you, and 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 finding stuff that works for you.
1: Do you know that uh, the day that we're recording this podcast uh, in nineteen was the exact day in 1929 was the uh, the, the crash of the stock market? Oh wow! Black Today Friday. to the day. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, that's logstrom. What is it called?
1: Lagom. Lagom. So that's, that's balance. We're having a good time talking happiness. about that. That's that, happiness. That, yeah. 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 And you know, what's really changed a lot too with millennials and Gen Xers and, and whatever Scott Myers, our executive producer is, is the, of course, we've, we've mentioned this before, give is the way people exercise. And, um, and now I, gosh, I, I, when I saw this, I'm like, wait, this is not possible. People are running 5Ks and 10Ks. On airport runways, and of course, the first thing I'm thinking is, what? It's is is the tower telling them when they can, when they can run? What's going on? Well, I mean, they have to. So JFK Airport in New York has been hosting runway races to benefit the Rotary Club every year since 1972. I would run JFK Airport. It's, yeah, I mean, so it's amazing. So what happens is people, it's it's late at night, right, or very very early in the morning yeah. on uh, on a weekend. It uh, takes place before the airport actually opens, and you can find these races at the airport. Um, by just Googling your local airport plus 5K, and you'll see a whole bunch of stuff that pops up, a lot uh, of races.
0: He, he, you know, this is, this is interesting. So this is that, that thing where we can do so many things isolated that we're doing more and more things together. We're, you know, because you can live so much of your life in isolation and automate so many tasks that we have to find these excuses to get together. I've noticed the participation. You, you and I have run marathons. The participation in the races that I run goes up every year. And it's more and more young people, more and more people that are just looking to get out and get with other people that are like minded. So with the, with the increased participation, you're going to get more interesting races like runway races and people that want to get together and do like run at Disneyland. Or in this case, they run at airports, which I didn't even know was legal. It seems like a little bit of a security hazard, but whatever. I can get, <laughs> I can get into it. I would definitely do this. I would right. definitely do this. And I would also be looking at everybody to see if they're planting a backpack somewhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, earlier this month, uh, the G- Gerald R. Ford Airport in Grand Rapids hosted its first ever 5K on the runway to benefit the Make a Wish Foundation. So it's a, you know, it's, I, I'm it's, in. It's, uh, it's, it's the real thing. So I think we've, I think we've done enough damage here. Um, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about, we should talk about the concerts one more time.
0: Teshmusic.com. And you can check out all the places that we're going to be live. If you want to see us, do this thing and hear all of the amazing sports themes that John's written over the years. Plus, hear how he wrote them. It's kind of a storyteller's
1: thing now, right? Yeah, it's a storyteller's thing. Uh, and we're instead of playing fifteen thousand seaters, we're playing like five hundred seaters. Mm-hmm. So it's um, we could we can literally just meet all of you. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think, give yeah, a couple of shows you have. <laughs> Gib mentioned the um, the website for for tickets and, and VIP tickets too, where you can get the best seats in the house. You can come see Gib play "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen. It's a it actually it's a really I I think it's a fun night. I mean, we people seem to be smiling at the end of it. Yeah, I, th- I I think you put on a good show. There are there are guys that well, most of the guys in the audience get dragged by their uh by their wives and girlfriends. Um but there are there are some guys that they show up with their arms folded and then they hear the NBA basketball theme like, "Oh, okay, I can listen to this."
0: But you have a big you have a big following of like cycling nerds and <laughs> and music nerds. Like people that are really yeah. into the stuff, like yeah. especially synthesizer guys are like, "Whoa, yeah." So you you bring the Moog with you for no reason other than to say that you have a Moog. <laughs> so there's lots of fun stuff that happens and 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 your personality
1: comes through on it. I actually I like the current version of the show and I, I like the group it. of guys we go out with. So I'm in, it's good I'm, times. I'm going to leave this at your house. I I was looking for some old school stuff because we do a thing in the, in the, in the show called old school. I mm-hmm. want an old school life. I want to go back in time when Coke was a dime, that kind of thing. And so I was looking at, I was, I was actually shopping for old typewriters because I wanted to bring a typewriter on stage. It hasn't shown up yet um, so that I could like show how, what it looks like. And mm-hmm. we have an old answering machine. So there's a company called the Acme, the Acme uh, Siren Company. Yeah, Wiley e. Coyote used them a lot. And this is made in made in England, and I thought I would give this to one of your kids. And this because this is it's called a police siren, and it okay. makes this sound. Make yeah. Oh yeah! Please do not give yeah. that to my kids.
0: Yeah, I'll be hearing that all night long. It's amazing, so, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's yeah. Um, amazing. Is not the word I would use. All right, I'll, put, uh, I'll put but it back in the box. Yeah, please, you you keep that, you keep that in a special place, and don't let my kids see
1: that. Uh, please, uh, yeah, you do the whole subscription thing. I'm not okay, sure what to say.
0: Okay, if you uh, so check out techmusic.com if you want to come see us live, see all of these amazing sport themes. If you like the show, if you are interested in it, and you want to tell your friends about it, we'd appreciate it. The best thing you can do, of course, is go to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, rate comment and subscribe. It helps us know that you like what we're doing. And again, tell your friends, if you want to follow up facebook.com slash John Tesh, we do Facebook lives all the time. So you can actually see what we look like doing the shows. uh, See what, what life is like on the road. Life is like making the radio show, the television show, the podcast. We do all of that from facebook.com slash John Tesh or at John Tesh on Twitter or at Gib Girard, facebook.com slash (laughs) Gib Wow. I mean, they they get, it's all in the show notes, but thank you guys for listening.